Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to Transcendent as Fuck with Ayina Spirit Walker. And here we talk about all things metaphysical, um, like intuition, energy healing, animal communication, and even trauma. So basically, all the blessings and challenges of being a spiritual being in a meat sack. So today, I have the lovely and beautiful White Star here with me, and she is an internationally acclaimed psychic and healer, a quality of life guru, life coach, and shamanka with 42 years experience. White Star, thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. I'm loving this. This is great. I love the title of the podcast. I think it's really <laughs> clever and made me laugh, and it's, it's great. I love it. Okay. Well, I love taking things seriously, but not myself. So I think laughter is so important in this trip around the globe. So yeah, today's title, we're going to be talking about everyday manifestation. And I know that, mm -hmm. you know, manifestation is sort of a hot topic when we think about money and maybe new <laughs> houses or cars and stuff. And I really want to talk about the ways that we are manifesting every day. And it's mm -hmm. my understanding that there are several key factors to manifesting. So first of all, we need to dissolve our financial blocks or our beliefs that are holding us back, which is big. And also experience the emotion of what you want to manifest as if it's already happened. And mostly a belief system that it's actually going to happen. Is it? Did I miss anything, White Star? Do you feel like there's anything else? Yeah, I think there's some things I would add to that. Yeah. I think that, I think that, happy people manifest better than unhappy mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. so if you're in a state of constant desire you know i want this i want this i want this i want this and you can keep repeating that over and over again but if it's making you miserable yeah. that you don't have that thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know you're you're kind of blocking yourself too so being happy with what is with what is right now and this is this is really key to understanding the miracle of everyday life and just you know walking outside and looking at a tree and going oh my god this is amazing it's amazing that i get to breathe it's amazing i'm alive and feeling this overwhelming sense of connection to everything that's here on this planet and you know we are very we have gravity and it's it, we have to do so many things to survive and it gets more and more and more complicated society is making things really complicated you know i can remember through past life memories and just in my soul times when there were tribal entities on this planet and there still are but and everybody working for a common goal and it wasn't so stressful i don't believe and it wasn't like this you know absolute need to like push through and try to get money and try and get this and try and get that especially for maybe people that are supporting a family or you know have a little bit more less privileged uh coming into their their adult life less privileged circumstances than others and there's definitely very distinct privileged systems in america that are set you know, white privilege, for example, but, you know, it's not all white people have privilege. Some grew up poor and, you know, so this, this question of needing to manifest, um, it's easy when you have a lot of faith, when you feel really connected 
and when you feel grateful for everything you already have. And you can convince yourself you're grateful for everything you already have, but you have to really, really feel that. It's like, okay, I want something else. It's a desire, a desire state. And does, and you don't want to make that desire state make you miserable. Like, I'm not going to be happy until I get that. My whole life depends on getting that. And sometimes maybe it does. Like, maybe there's people that are less privileged and they really, really need something in order to improve their life. And, um, you know, if they really focus and they really go after it, they're going to get it. That I really, really, I've seen it many, many times with my clients, with my students. I can see the ones that are determined to succeed are going to do it. Uh, but it might not be in the ways they thought. And that's another thing. So you can think like really specifically about something and you might not get that specific thing. You're, but something will come to you. If you put efforts out into the universe, something's going to come back to you. So it's not just thinking and, you know, man, you know, visualizing and saying, yeah, I deserve this and so on. But you do also have to believe that. <laughs> you do have to believe that you deserve it. If you don't believe you deserve it, you're going to block it. You know, you're really going to, you're going to be like, you're going to miss opportunities that are around you. Like, oh man, I don't deserve that. I'm not going to, or I can't do that. You know, any of these thoughts, like I can't do that, or I don't want to do that, or I can't, you know, any kind of negating energy and energy that's negative, and negative thoughts about yourself or just, I don't want to have to work anymore. I don't want to have to do this. That's not realistic. Successful people work really hard. They really do. And, you know, they, you can, they can maybe people that inherit money, you know, maybe they don't have to work hard. But that's like 1% of the population. So the rest of us who don't have, didn't have wealthy parents, who left a giant amount of money that we could just play and, you know, have six homes and travel around and do whatever we want. Um, we do have to manifest. And, and, and what I like to use is creative intention. I like to use this word better than manifest because I think okay. manifest, manifest gets, you know, sort of people get this idea, all I have to do is think about something and it's going to come true, which it definitely definitely helps definitely helps and not saying it doesn't but i like this creative intention you think of something that you think is going to make your health your your life excuse me better and but it doesn't have to be huge it doesn't have to be a huge thing it just you, you and you put your creativity into that and your intention into that and you really focus on that and you try to like sort of focus on one thing at a time because it's a lot. We're already overwhelmed in these this time and age of humanity. We're overwhelmed. And, you know, things have gone, costs have gone through the roof in this country. And, and you know, young people can't even afford to like buy a house and things like that. You know, it's really difficult. It's not a, it's not a, uh, America is really easy to get ahead anymore. It's not like that. And a lot of young people know this and they're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? You know, like I have to live a simpler lifestyle than what I, you know, uh, again, unless they have this 1% privilege. But um, 
people do go into jobs and they work really hard and they, they have a focused, very focused goal and they have creative intention around it. They're going to get it. So, yeah, but I think this feeling of a spiritual manifestation is very different. I know that there are people that manifest things with their willpower, with their ability to go out and learn everything they can about the subject um, with just pushing. Um, but, you know, I'm almost 63, so I'm, I'm tired of doing that, you know. You're beautiful, baby. <laughs> so, so I like the spiritual approach now where, uh, you know, there's a rest in the peace of the sense of who I am truly, mm-hmm. which is a being of light. And like I liked in your d- introduction, you say we're meat sacks in this, <laughs> in this, in this spiritual world. It's so true. This world is very spiritual if you tap into it. It's amazing. There's experiences waiting around every corner, really. And this is, it's mind blowing, actually. So I have had mind-blowing manifestations happen to me where I didn't even, I don't think I manifested some of those. Like, seriously, there was, there's a creator, you know, in my belief. There's a divine force. But then when you align yourself with it, there it can give you things you didn't even think, know you wanted. It can give you, like, enlightenment experiences and, vast openings of consciousness and you weren't re- you start vaguely aware that's what i want and then it happens and you're like oh my god this is for <laughs> real and i'm not taking any drugs and whoa <laughs> this is awesome and even you know miraculous healings and all kinds of things you just didn't even have the concept i mean now maybe people do but I'm of the age of where when I started doing this work, I didn't know that many people that were doing it. I did know spiritual people, and but they, their manifestations that they wanted was just to awaken. That's they weren't. They really weren't interested in material success. They don't. A lot of them had already had it and found it empty, and were looking for something else. So that's kind of people I was hanging out with. We, we wanted to dance and sing and be joyous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what we did. <laughs> and that's what we wanted to manifest at that time. You know, we weren't it's like, oh, yeah, we just want to need enough money to get by. And then we're just going to travel around the world, which is what I did, and experience different cultures and meet cool people and meditate in ashrams and dance and joyously and ecstatic dance and we're going to do all these different fun things i just wanted to have fun Mm, yes (laughs) and you did manifest that you lived um that life for a very long time didn't you yes it's a very long time um and in that lifestyle whenever i needed money it would appear like Mm. miraculously like really weird situations like I mean, not weird, I guess they're not weird. Once we put this in the constant text of really being able to create when you mm-hmm. when you need something. But I would maybe say to existence, I would just call it existence. I'd say, you know, I need some more money. I want to stay here in this ashram longer. I'm running out of money. Can, can you give me more money? <laughs> and the next day, 
literally once time, the next day, a guy brought me, I was in India in some ashram, and he brought me this giant bag of money. It was in <laughs> rupees, Indian rupees. So it was like a, it was only like like two thousand dollars or something. Oh but it's like God. a giant bag because of the money system there. And he just put it down at my feet, and he said, "You know, I had a dream last night that he was a, he was wealthy, mm -hmm. that you need to stay longer. So this is for you." I'm like, oh my God! <laughs> I was okay, wow. I was hoping you would tell that story. I love that story. <laughs> like, oh my God. Okay, here. That's like really instant manifestation. Another time, this also happened in India. I found it easy to manifest in India because mm -hmm. I was very happy there. Yeah. So that oh, was okay. that was the mm -hmm. that was the key. I was very happy, very satisfied, very flowing with Grateful. with mm -hmm. yes, and flowing with the energy and feeling devoted to the divine and feeling like every day was magical anyway. Yeah. But I remember once just telling, I think some people, my friends, oh, I'm running out of money. Got to go back to the West. So this is what we do. We go to India mm -hmm. and, and then we go back to the West and make money and go back to India. And, you know, this is what a lot of us were doing at that time. And um, then, there were, and I found on my bed, you know, a big pile of money, you know, <laughs> anonymously saying this is for you to stay longer <laughs> so things like that would happen to me all the time and um but i was also generous you know it, i remember giving away money too because as my career as a psychic developed i knew i could come back to america and instantly tap into my clients and make money mm -hmm. and there were people that i felt that same way about that uh, especially in those days, there were people coming from Eastern Bloc countries, you know, it was before, you know, yeah. and, and they had no money, you know, they really, and they wanted to be with these gurus. So, you know, our concept of, you know, what Eastern Bloc people are like is, is, is really not, there's a lot of spiritual people. And so they were like wanting to be with these gurus, but they really have very little money. Sometimes I'd give money away too. I've, I've given lots of money away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so it was like paying it forward, you know? Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. I appreciate that because it is important to keep the flow going, keep the cycle going. I was thinking about the time when you and I were in Hawaii and we were sitting on the back porch with our friend um, at the hotel and she gave me a tarot card reading. And the tarot card reading was about my marriage at the time. And I was fighting with my my husband a lot a lot was going on there was a lot of energy around that so she gave me this reading and she said to me point blank you are going to get divorced and he is going to get all the money and the kids and this energy just welled up inside of me like from my roots all the way up into my gut and it was like no way he can have every single fucking penny. He will never get the kids. And that part of my being was just absolutely certain. In my mind, I had to choose one or the other. And I chose my children. And within a year's time, I did get divorced. And while we were in negotiation and trying to figure out, you know, really, he wasn't willing just to give me half the money. So there was a lot of back and forth in the courts. And he actually took all of the money out of the bank account and, um, you know, left me and the kids with with no way to pay rent or 
or get food or anything like that. And for the longest time, I was so angry and I felt so much like a victim um, because we were also really deep in a struggle financially just to support my kids and myself. And um, my parents were wiring me money from the mainland so that I could feed my kids and pay rent. And um, mm -hmm. we were just in a bad spot. And he was coming by the house and stealing stuff out from under the house. It was it was a mess. But I can it took me I, I, at least eight years before I realized I manifested that mm -hmm. I created Absolutely. that. And I yeah. it was so empowering to recognize that because then. Um, first of all, it helped me with forgiveness for him. And I have forgiven him in on many, many levels, but also like, wow, <laughs> I made that shit happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. are a warrior. That and was that was the kind of energy I think that it takes for a manifestation because the threat was very real. Oh yeah. I mean, when I do readings about the future, I say it's not locked in, you know, and you can change your future. <laughs> uh -huh. I always say that to everyone. Mm -hmm. the, but these are the shadows of the things that may come. But yeah, it was more like a warning, I think, like, you know what, he's going to try and get everything. Yeah. And um, you could go and be free and, and do your life somewhere else, but he would have the kids then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, too, I mentioned, you know, it was an abusive situation and that's absolutely not, mm -hmm. I, I could not have lived with myself if I let my children mm -hmm. um, continue in that lifestyle that I was, you know, the whole reason yeah. for the divorce was for the three of us to get out of that situation. And the thought that he would still have the kids and continue that cycle of abuse with them was yeah. absolutely not even on my radar. There's no way that was ever going to happen. I probably said, you know, over my dead body or something to that effect sure, as well. sure, like there's sure. no way as long as I'm living that that was a possibility and for that the manifestation was almost like it happened so quickly and man did he take every penny but I got yeah. the kids yeah. I got the kids and yeah. you know I think so often in our lives we have those moments where we're just like this is the way it's going to be and it may not mm -hmm. come mm -hmm. down maybe as hard and fast as it did for me in that moment. But when we own it, whatever it is, that is how we are manifesting our lives. It's not just one yeah. specific event. We're always manifesting on a linear pattern and a cyclical pattern. It's always with us. And this is something that I would love to remind everybody during this podcast and during this episode is that when we have those intentions and that, the gratitude and the energy of this is absolutely certain it will happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Your intention really does your creative intention or your positive intentions really do affect your outcome of your life yeah. and your choices that you make in your life. And you do have to put force and energy behind it. You really do. Mm -hmm. And you did, and you gave up a lot yeah. to put that force in energy and you know and i was there in that battle with you and helped you battle you know so um, <laughs> i'm like no it, you know he, he tried to come and kidnap the kids yep, at one yep, point that happened. um they uh -huh. were staying with me mm -hmm. and um and, and you were gone and he came to the house and i basically stood in the doorway and said i'm going to call the police if you don't get the 
<laughs> F off uh, off of my doorstep. Say it, say it. And I and I think that he he was really shocked. He think he he maybe thought I was a pushover or something, but I'm not. And I'm like, and the kids were all, including my child, were all hang, hiding in the closet. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. they yeah. they did not want to go with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, those are those are yes. You do have to be very strong in situations like that. You have to, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't faced as I've faced a lot of things. So you have yeah. something <laughs> similar to that happened to me is my son is neurodivergent or also known as autistic or on the autism spectrum. And um, when he was first diagnosed by a super, super expert at CHOP at the Children's Hospital, um, she told me he will never be able to say, I love you. He will never have any meaningful relationships. You need to put him into an institution and try for another child. Uh, he will never talk. He might regress further than he already is, and so on. So a lot of these things, like he's never going to do this, he's never going to do that. And I stood up and I yelled at her and I said, you know, first of all, I was like, no way, I'm not putting my child into an institution. I stood up and yelled at her and pointed in her face and I said, I'm going to find a cure for autism. <laughs> yes. And yes. she laughed. She laughed at me. She said, what do you think you can do? Doctors have been searching for 30 years. Oh my God. And I said, you don't know me. <laughs> so, you know, this started on this amazing path that we went with our son. And it was very hard work. And there was a lot of creative intention in it. And some sort of miraculous things that happened lining up where we did some programs, home-based programs yeah. to bring him out of his neurodivergent world and into being able to and now he's graduating cum laude at at asu this yes in this spring mm-hmm. and he has many friend groups he tells me he loves me every day <laughs> he has meaningful relationships for sure and he's just a really really cool human being he really is he really is and i for those of you who are just listening to the podcast i am tearing up because i was with her through that through most of that yes most of that um as you're reprogramming him and helping him come out of it yeah um, the reality that he was experiencing and allowing yourself to enter that for him as well and um and i also know how awesome he is and what he's accomplished right Um, yeah so and oh my god he's just he's so amazing yeah he i mean you know a lot of that was his creative intention too oh, for sure i mean he worked hard at it he wanted to have friends and so he wanted to figure out how do i relate to people and so on you know so it was it was both my very forceful you know dynamic creative yes. intention my husband's less forceful but a gentle creative intention yeah. of just supporting everything and mm. loving him yeah. and loving him as he is and, and accepting him as he is mm-hmm. and i think in that world of love and acceptance that was easier for him to tra- to make his transitions yes and, yes. and so, you manifested that shit for sure oh my god yeah there was a lot of power that went into that <laughs> it was like yeah, I mean, if you're someone's drowning, you jump in and save them, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. and there's a lot yeah. to be said in that too about um, not allowing other people to influence 
your life and your manifestation. That's like when you're in those moments, you can feel the trauma hit you really hard, you know, and um, you, you your warrior energy, your fire just rose right up and was like, no. mm -mm." Yeah. And then we took her back to her a year later and she evaluated him again. And she goes, is this the same child? Because he could speak to he could count to 10 in five languages by then. And he was like, you know, he's just like already totally different within a year. Because we've been working with him. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's like a really brilliant kid. And, but he was, he was a lot more functional even with a year of doing the program. Then we mm-hmm. did it. We did it with him for five or six years. And um, then we lived in Bali, which was a softer, more accepting place for him. And. Mm-hmm. He really thrived there, you know, and had a lot of friends. And But now, right. like, you know, he has at least five friend groups that he hangs out with. Mm-hmm. Um, he does improv on stage. He's not, he doesn't have any stage fright. He's super funny. He comes up with these jokes, like, boom, 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 boom. And, you know, and then, as I said, he's he's excelling in his studies at, in college. So Yeah, yeah, he is a rock star. I love him. He's so amazing. Yes. Woo! I love that. Is this the same child? <laughs> I know. Is this are you like are you fake? Are you putting another child in here? And you know, because she didn't really want to say that her diagnosis was all wrong you know, or something. I don't know. Oh they, have their rep, they have their reputations to protect. Yes. It's not like I I want to say that was you know 22 years ago. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. Now a lot of developmental, you know, uh doctors and so on are recognizing that autism is treatable and neurodivergence but it was like that then was still really dinosaur age Mm -hmm. where one of our neighbors had an autistic child and that child was having his hands tied down at school so he wouldn't because sometimes he'd hit when he got frustrated you know he'd get you know and you know he wasn't trying to hurt anyone but they and they'd stick him in a little room and you know it was like barbaric treatment mm-hmm. and um yeah I, I and i would always say to the mother take him take him out of that get him out of there yeah you know yeah it's torture it's a, it was torture what they were doing to autistic kids it really was yeah yeah that's it awful. didn't and they're brilliant and they know they're being tortured you know mm-hmm. really terribly well, I know that, okay, so we're not affiliated, but do you want to give a shout out to the program that helped bring your son um, out of autism? Because there are sure, many people absolutely. That, that want to know that are going through that right now. Absolutely. It's called the Sunrise Program, S-O-N-R-I-S-E, mm-hmm. at the Option Institute in Massachusetts. And this is really a cool place because they also work, down, work with limiting beliefs. So you, you can... Oh. They have one section is devoted to autism, but the first day that you arrive there is all about breaking down your limiting beliefs with a with a dialogue mm-hmm. system they call power dialogues. And it's quite amazing. So people go there for a lot of different reasons. So mm-hmm. this is very f- amazing. And it, it wasn't foreign to me, I would say, you know, I knew about a little bit about how breaking down limiting beliefs, but that's one thing well, I do a, a, a course on helping people to manifest. And one of the things we really go into is breaking down the limiting beliefs, you know, really acknowledging them and seeing where did they come from? Who said that first to me? Why did I copy that belief? Where did, you know, where did I, 
because it's usually not coming from your innocent soul that you were born with. It's right. something that got reinforced by the world, mm-hmm. by someone saying, oh, you can't do that, or you won't accomplish that, or, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have to identify, you know, where did that originally come from? Oh, my dad used to say that, or whatever, you know, could be anybody, could be a teacher, could be right. a bunch of kids that are mm-hmm. bullying you or something. And, you know, it, it, it depends where those limiting beliefs about yourself come from. Oh, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm this, I'm that, you know. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you find out where those come from and then you start to imagine what would it be like if I didn't have that belief about myself? And you just sort of feel that feeling in your body, breathing it in like, okay, what is my worst limiting belief that I, a horrible way that I beat myself up? that I don't deserve this or that. And then what would I be without that breathing that in? Oh my God, I would be so relieved. Let's feel that feeling. So when you engage your feelings with your visualizations and your creative intention, and you know this relief and this amazing feeling of expansion that you're going to have if you get rid of this belief, Every time you go into, what would I be without that belief? Oh, my God, I would feel so great. Well, you're feeling really great right this moment, and you're not having that belief, you know. So the more that you can reinforce these really positive, expansive energy, not just on an intellectual level like repeating affirmations, which do help, but really in your body energy. Wow. Oh. What if I had everything I wanted? How would I feel? Jeez. Wow. I would feel great. And then you you kind of embody that feeling. And you maybe do that maybe several times during the day. Just uh, the relief of the lack of the negative energy that you send yourself. One. And two, just the absence of desire that can really also block you from creating things. It sounds contradictory, but if there's too much desire about something, you also create suffering around it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're focusing on the lack instead of um, yeah, be, yeah. being in it. I love that. Thank you so yeah. much for, for bringing that full circle for us. I really appreciate that. And I want to know, White Star, do you want to talk about some classes or some, some things sure. that you're offering right now or continually? Sure. I, uh, you know, still post COVID times, obviously, and workshops, are, but I, I, I live in Arizona and I take people to Sedona in small groups and we do ceremonies out on the land. It's really amazing. The energy is, is powerful there and we get blasted. We just get yeah. <laughs> very high. And I, you know, that's part of my shaman energy. Shamanka means a female shaman. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we go up there and we do that. I also teach a, a group Zoom class on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock uh, Pacific time. And you can contact me to sign up for those. Those are nonlinear. So it's a good kind of opportunity to check me out and check out my work if you want to learn things. They're on opening the third eye and self-healing in there. They're really fun. <laughs> We're just having a good time. 
and, and enjoying those energies. It's not getting real heavy. And, uh, and I have a plethora of online courses that I teach. I've been a metaphysical teacher for 40 years as well. And so, and then I'm off starting to teach some workshops in person here in Phoenix again. Uh, people are starting to gather again. Yes. Yay. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And what uh, is your, what is your website? So it's, it's really easy. It's divine light ministries.com. Awesome. Okay. Beautiful. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for listening to transcended as fuck with Aina spirit Walker and white star. <laughs> Just keeping it real for you guys. <laughs> Take care of yourself, my friends. <laughs>